Um, hi, everyone. So this is um, College Leap at IVC, and I'm your host, Meyer. And for today's podcast, we have Isabel, who transferred from IVC to UCI. And I'm so glad to have you here today. And can you please give us a brief introduction of yourself? Yes. Hi, my name is Isabel Sinhanko, and I graduated from IVC um, just this past spring. And I just started my new quarter at UCI. And as a business economics major, and I'm at the junior level, so I'm at the third year level. Um, and I used to be on college leave as the director of engagement, and I used to, you know, be in charge of um, social media and things like that. So happy to be back. Yeah, so excited to have you here and um, learn about your experiences. Um, so yeah, um, just a bit of a recap recap like let's begin with talking about like your experiences at IVC and so um, what what were some of the classes that helped you the most with your current path um, that you recommend students of your major to take like you're doing business economics so um, which professor helped the most and um, like what what did you find most helpful so for business economics um, that which is the major and I selected that early on when I uh, started at IVC and I started making my class schedule and at first so in my first semester um, you know I obviously had in mind that I would have to take a series of economics classes math classes and um, uh, accounting classes because that's just part of my prerequisite uh, requirements for the universities that I was looking at and so um, those are a given, you know, you have to take those. Um, and so I do recommend that, you, you know, you select or, you know, you don't have to pinpoint a school right away. But um, since I was looking at the UCs, I went on assist.org and looked at what was required for that. And that's how I created my class schedule. Um, and so for me, I thought that the my accounting course helped me a lot and I wasn't really expecting that and um, even though it's required I got so much out of it. it it's a class that you know they make you take but I felt like it, I was you know it was such a privilege to be able to take that class and it was just accounting 1a because um, you know for a business major you need to learn those basics that they teach you about how um, companies financial statements work and um, it kind of shows you the layout of how businesses start and, you know, the goals that they they try to achieve at the end of every quarter or annual, annual year. And in that class, it was, of course, you know, you, you learn how to do accounting, you know, you learn how to do bookkeeping and things like that. But in addition to that, you learn about analytics, um, components of the company, different rules, even the laws of companies, um, how it's, how money is audited or financial statements are audited or checked. So you're learning all these different components of a business. So even though it is accounting, you're getting a wide range of topics within the realm of business because it's so broad. So I felt like that class was really helpful to me. And if you are a student, you know, and you don't even have to be a business major, but if you're, if you're remotely interested in working in, you know, the corporate field or going into finance, or you want to know if 
those subjects suit you, I recommend taking an accounting class because although it is accounting and you are going to be doing things that learning things that accountants do, um, you're going to be learning things that all different professions do as well. Like what do consultants do? What do financial advisors do or entrepreneurs? So it kind of opens your eyes to the world of business on a deeper level. And for me, the professor, and I, I'm sure you guys hear this a lot, but the professor that really helped me a lot was Professor Tchaikovsky because he goes above and beyond to um, make sure that you are getting the most out of what you're learning. He doesn't just, he doesn't teach out of a book. He teaches, you know, everything is completely from his own creation and his own experience. And he's one of the professors that I can trust. I still go back all the time and I message him. I email him and ask him about things that are going on right now. And he's always willing to help. So I think he's one of the professors that, um, you know, I really got inspired from. And if you're looking into accounting or you ha if you have to take it, try to get into his class and not only his accounting class, but his accounting ethics class. Uh, side note, like some of my friends who are even interested in law found so much um, benefit from taking the accounting class because it introduces you to corporate law. So you can learn a bunch of things, but yeah, that's my answer. <laughs> Great, that sounds so cool. Definitely, um, I'm a CS major. It doesn't have anything to do with accounting, but after yeah. that, I'm gonna take like accounting class right away. <laughs> yes, and you know, you can be any major because every major or in every field of work that you do, there is a business tied to it. So it's always helpful, even if you're working a part time job, it's always helpful to know what goes on behind the scenes. Um, and to know those details about how are you getting, how are, how are you even getting paid? Or um, how, like, how did I get hired? What is the management system like? And it applies to every major. If you're a CS major like Maya, or if you are a psych major or an English major, it always helps to know something about business. And so I highly recommend that to everybody. Sounds great. Definitely interested. We'll be, we'll be taking that class for sure. Yes, yes. Um, so yeah, um, what you mentioned about college leave in the beginning. So what are um, the extracurriculars, activities that you participate in while you're in at IVC, and like what do you recommend, um, and any tips regarding those? So um, before college leave. The uh, I hope this counts as an extracurricular. Well, I joined the honors program and I wanted to do something a little more. So I became, uh, I joined the peer mentorship team um, that they have within the honors program. And if you're not in the honors program, there's a lot of ways you can also do peer mentorship. And um, I wanted to do that because after my first semester, I felt like I learned a lot about how to navigate the transfer process but I had to learn the hard way. Like I, I didn't ask, I hardly asked anyone for help and I didn't know a lot of people, a lot of um, people a year older than me that could give me their expertise. So <laughs> that's kind of why I became a peer mentor because you know I wanted to make sure that at least I could be available and use what I learned to help um, the incoming freshmen or the incoming transfer students. So um, 
I did peer mentorship and that teaches you not only does it look great on your resume, but it teaches you a lot how to be a leader and how to work with different students. And it exposes you to um, let higher level leadership because, you know, well, you're kind of, you have a sense of responsibility to really help the students, your mentees, to really help them be successful. So um, all the time when I got assigned a mentee, I, I felt not like good pressure, good pressure to help them be successful. And that's a great leadership skill to learn because, um, you know, you don't want to just be a leader. You want to be an impactful leader. And so if you're looking to kind of broaden um, your leadership skills, I recommend being a peer mentor and working alongside, you know, your fellow students. And then um, other than that, so I also joined this group. Uh, club or this organization called uh um oh my gosh I forgot the name of it <laughs> give mind sorry tip of my tongue so give mind was it, it I don't think it exists anymore but there's probably really similar organizations to it and that was uh a startup idea actually by um some of my friends Jay and Yazi and it and so they had this idea for um, um, an app and it was such a cool thing to join, especially in, you know, being in that nonprofit organization, you can work with uh, people interested in psychology, uh, communications, marketing, business. So, so many types of other students. And it's really fun. It's like interesting to hear all about it. And you guys are working towards something. So if there is a startup or, you know, any cool uh, business organization on campus, uh, I highly recommend you guys get involved in that as well because you kind of get a glimpse into what it takes to launch startup. And there were so many challenges that we faced, but it was really fun. And then I got into co College Leap. Uh, and yes, and that, it I also recommend College Leap. It was the best experience that I have. And every time I do interviews for whatever, or anytime I have to talk about my resume, I always make sure to talk about College Leap because that's where you can really make an impact on other students. And although you can work within IVC, but since it's a, a national organization, you're kind of making an impact on the national level as well by um, contributing to the IVC chapter, you're definitely helping build the rapport of College Leap as a national organization too. And um, so what I love about College Leap is that it was founded at a really big university. It was founded at Berkeley, but it's meant to, it wasn't exclusive to them. And that's really special because I know it's really hard for community college students to kind of stand out amongst a sea of higher education students or students who are already in a four-year university. So this organization that was founded at the higher level that wants to advocate for community college students, that means a lot. That means that like steps are um, being taken towards um, kind of giving community colleges more of a competitive edge. And so that's kind of why I joined. And if you're also passionate about that cause, you should go for College Leap too. <laughs> yes. I talk yes. much. Oh my no, god. No, no. <laughs> okay. 
Yeah, um, I, I would highly recommend you to join College Leap too, not because I'm in College Leap, but because College Leap is yeah. a great organization that support like pro transfer students like who are looking for transfers. And just, um, you know, it's a great community where um, the board members are just try trying to like help um, trying to help students who are like looking for internships and like give career advice and like with mentorship programs. And it's just a really cool organized um, community. So I would highly encourage you to join. And um, yeah, mo moving on to um, the next question. Um, this, okay. So if you like could like go back to college, um, what are like some of the things that like you wish that you did that could help out in more in the future or like um do you have like no no nothing like you could have done more um like if i went back to ibc so uh oh there's so many things i would have done different well the thing is uh i i, I was in person for a couple semesters two and a half semesters i think and then i had to be online but i kind of wish that, you know, with everything that I was involved, I mean, with the college sleep and other just in the honors program, I kind of wish that I made a little bit more of an effort to bond more with, um, you know, everyone that I was on a Zoom meeting with. Um, because I, I remember I kind of got so tired of like, you know, all the online stuff even though everything I was doing was important and you know fun uh, and I it, there were things that I wanted to do it's just the online aspect of it I mean anyone can get burnt out from just staring at your computer screen all day but what I wish I realized was that since I'm already kind of stuck online I might as well make the most out of it or try to do more fun activities and not just you know attend meetings and hang up after that Maybe like work a little bit harder to connect with my peers. I wish I did that a little bit more. And doing that goes a long way because, you know, you never know who you're going to like. We, we don't know where or at the time we all didn't know where we were going to get into. And it would have helped to just, you know, connect with everyone and bond with everyone in case, you know, they did even end up transferring to the same school as you. Now you have. Um, a friend at, at your school that you can rely on that you already have a connection with. And I know it's really hard and it's so cheesy to like do little online events and things like that, but it really does make a difference in how, how you experience the online learning. And um, to me, like when, whenever someone else would like do a little icebreaker game or when, you know, a Zoom or one of the organizations would host a little like casual virtual chat online. It it changed my mood a lot. Like it made me more excited to hop on to a Zoom meeting because I would anticipate, you know, being being able to hang out with the people that I just bonded with, even though it's just virtual. And so for everyone that's listening, I know it's hard to do, but you know, while you're online, while you're meeting up with your organizations and your extracurricular groups, and it's through a virtual setting, you should take the extra mile to, you know, plan something and like try to spend time with your peers because it can not only make you 
happier and more positive, but it can also change someone else's day for the better because like we're still going through this pandemic and uh, we got to make the most of it. <laughs> so that's what I would have changed. I would have been a more, you know, proactive person online. That's a lovely answer. Um, I think that's really, really important that like people tend to neglect like, um, yeah, I I'm like just reflecting a bit and I'm like, okay. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I have a recommendation and I'm sure everybody knows about this already, but there's this thing called Gartic phone. It's spelled J A or G A R T I C phone. And it's like this uh, online collaborative, like fun game. And if you guys incorporate that into Zoom meetings or like virtual meetings, it's like such a fun time. Like it, cause you get to, you know, draw and like see people's like real personalities. It's really fun. So that's just a small thing just to start. Yeah. Or you guys can stream stuff like on Discord, you can stream a shows. You guys can have like little binge watching sessions and watch like Squid Games or something. You guys should watch Squid Games, by the way. <laughs> I but, just yeah. watched it yesterday. It was oh, um, really great. Um, yeah. And, yeah. Um, our president is here, so we can definitely use those game ideas um, for some of our chapters. Yes. Um, so thank you. Um, yeah, so moving like on to the next question would be like, I just wanted to know about um, the your transfer process. And so which schools did you apply and what were the results and why, why did you choose UCI? So my transfer process, um, I, I always wanted to attend a, a UC. Um, and that was just a personal preference. You, you guys can, you have a sea of colleges you can choose from. But for me, um, I, I knew I wanted to stay within the state, and um, I really, I mean, the UC schools are are great schools, and um, it just made more sense for me. And so my thought process was, I didn't want to go too far for the last two years of my undergrad, um, and I, I really wanted to, kind of save that stress of going out of state for a later time. Maybe if I want to do my master's out of state or, or something or work out of state, I would, you know, kind of wait until that time. And so just for the last the two years until I, until I graduate with my bachelor's, I kind of wanted to keep it as stress-free as possible. <laughs> so I looked at the UCs and um, I was really debating between UCI and um, Haas, and I ended up, well, I applied, you know, to all of them, and the application process was how it always is, you know, it's just, yeah, you gotta do what you gotta do, but um, for UCI, I tagged, and um, I did the TAP program, or the TAP application for UCLA, which are their great programs and exclusive to community college students. So you guys should take advantage. And I also applied to Haas and um, out of the, all the schools I got accepted into, I stuck with UCI and um, I love how friendly the campus is. And I'm 
I, I was comfortable with it, but you know, even though it's a new, I've never been there before. It was, um, for me, I, I felt more comfortable with staying close to home and, um, I'm very familiar with the area and I feel like going to UCI was a good move because, um, I could solely focus on my career. I wouldn't have any other distractions of, you know, ha having to move somewhere or <laughs> like having to relocate and figure out housing. Um, it makes me sound like a really lazy person, but that's just, <laughs> I just didn't want to stress about it. And I love, you know, UCI is a great school that I always took for granted because I grew up in Irvine, but, um, and I just love the campus is beautiful and very Zen and the people are uh, really like, you know, I've gone up to so many students because I get lost and all of them are willing to help me, you know, figure out where the heck I'm going. So they're really nice there. And I can attest to that. But that's how I chose my school. Obviously, I made sure to stay within my major. Um, and I knew UCI, they had a lot of recruiting opportunities there as well. So that was another factor in why I chose that. Um, another school I was looking at was um, Cal State Fullerton. And Cal State Fullerton, I think, is one of the best schools for recruiting. It's just, I mean, you know, maybe not just as good as Haas, but it's pretty close to the recruiting at Haas because so many um, firms go specifically to the Cal State Fullerton University and they have events specifically for, sorry, there's an airplane going by. But anyway, what I was saying is, you know, Fullerton, uh, I know a lot of people don't deem that school as a place where you go for recruiting, but it's super beneficial. So had I only gotten into Fullerton, I definitely would have been happy with it because that is a great way to kind of secure a career. But um, ultimately, I went with UCI and I love it. <laughs> Great. Yeah. I mean, housing, like figuring out housing and then like, you know, having to worry about that and then moving to places like new places can be like a hassle. Like, right. Know? Yeah. So it's great that you can like solely focus on your um, like recruiting process right now, um, like since you're recruiting um, right now. So um, um, my next question is. To like a student of your major, what activities would you recommend um, doing that would help them become a competitive candidate for transfer admission or prepare for um, the future career path in the field you're in? Um, so, you know, for things that you guys should be doing right now, well, first of all, I, I know I feel like there when you, when I was doing my applications, I felt like I needed to flood my schedule with extracurriculars to have something to talk about. I, I just want to talk about that first because that's is a misconception about you know doing different activities is that you need to get involved so that you have something sophisticated to write about, and that is not true. <laughs> so. Um, before I get into the, you know, the activities part, I just want to say that um, don't join just for the sake of your essays. You can, if you're really interested in an organization, join the organization for that because you're interested in that organization, not to, sub, you know, not to have something to write about. That's not a good way to go about it. You know, uh, you can write about literally 
anything, but you just have to make a good story out of it and be creative. So, and so when I was uh, kind of thinking about how to prepare for not the applications in my career, I was like, I need to join everything right now. But um, thankfully, some of my friends were like, no, the best thing to do is to join one or two things that you're really passionate about because that will be more meaningful in the long run. And so that's what I recommend. But as far as um, activities and things that kind of aided my transfer process, well, of course, all the the organizations that I mentioned before. Um, I mean, if you're able to to you know work somewhere or volunteer somewhere, even on campus, that's something you can do. Anything will aid your transfer process. Like, there's not one specific thing. Um, uh, I think that if you can even get an internship. That's great, but I know it's pretty hard to get an internship at this time, but if you can land one, you know, that would kind of prepare you for the more professional setting that you're going to be in. Um, But what's most important is I would really practice uh, soft skills. And so uh, as, as far as activities and things go, join what you're passionate about and what you really like. I mean, Oh, I know in, if you don't have a passion, just join something that remotely interests you. But what I would really work on is learning how to speak to a lot of different people and being comfortable holding conversations with different people because that will take you a long way. And and as far as, you know, aiding your transfer process, it'll help you meet people a lot easier. And that's super important. Um, because once you get, once you transfer, uh, as a third year, you kind of need to get the ball rolling on getting involved on campus and starting recruiting for whatever you may be doing. But to do that, you need to be able to have the right communication skills. Um, and actually a lot of the recruiters that I've spoken to, and I've always asked them, you know, what, what are you looking for in candidates for this firm or whatever firm I'm looking at? Every one of them has said, I need the candidates to be a great communicator, to be someone I can rely on to effectively communicate, like someone with a, a personality that's easy to work with. And that's so that sounds so simple, but it's really hard. And so if you can start working on that by, you know, being involved in anything and making a, you know, trying to communicate as much as possible, getting those that practice, then that's what I would do. And that's what I recommend. There's not one activity that I would say, because, you know, there's so many. But just make sure that you're working on the skills that will take you far. Wow. Really like your answer. Thank you. So, um, yeah, um, what other advice would you give yourself at the beginning of the transfer process? And what are, like, some of the insights you gained um, while applying to transfer that you would like to share? Um, About the transfer process, so after you find out where you're going and you select the school, um, the summer before, I recommend uh, meeting, trying to meet people that you're going to be going to school with or that are in your major Um, and maybe using discord or using social media to like do that and find out who's transferring with you so at the end of the year at IVC um, 
there was like a little Zoom event where you got to get into breakout rooms with the people who are transferring to the same university as you. And um, that, that was really helpful because I got to meet everyone that was going to UCI with me. And um, so my advice to you guys is to really take advantage of that opportunity that you get, you know, find out who's going to be transferring with you and really make that bond. So it's not all that scary when you do transfer. Uh, because when you transfer, literally the first week can be so intimidating because there's so many people and you feel like you're alone. You're like, oh, I don't know who to talk to. But then if you just have that small group of people that you met over the summer or through um, IVC, it makes all the difference in the world. And you kind of have a little team that you can rely on that knows exactly what you're going through. And to meet new people that are transferring, that are going to be transferring to the same school as you, um, you can use Facebook, Instagram, um, go to all of the events that your school hosts and kind of don't be afraid to send out like a message to someone be like, Hey, I'm, I'm in the same major as you or we're transferring together. Like let's uh, like meet up for coffee or let's do a zoom chat. There is no harm in that. And if they say no, uh, they're lost, <laughs> but that's, that's what I recommend doing for the transfer process. All right. Yeah. Thank you. Um, yeah, that would definitely help a lot. Um, so let's move on to more um, like internships and career related topics that I really wanted to ask you about now that like you're in the recruiting process. Yes. Um, so yeah, how's like, how's it been going? How's recruiting? Uh, recruiting is, has been busy. Recruiting started the first week of school. So um, like, it was a lot to balance because, you know, as I was getting initiated into UCI at the same time, I had to be attending all these events and meet the firms and things like that. And this is specific to my major. So um, so recruiting, what it entails is meeting a lot of the campus recruiters for the firms you're interested in, um, sending a lot of messages on LinkedIn, getting to know who's going to be looking at your resume um and then it's you know you do applications right so once you uh kind of pinpoint the companies you're going after you meet the recruiters and you make sure that you know them well and then you get to go to all these events that the that company hosts for whatever school you're going to for example uci they'll have um for uh, like if you guys have heard of armenino or deloitte or things like that companies so they'll have events for UCI where you can meet the people that actually work at the company and kind of ask them so many questions about what their job is like but and so you kind of get an inside look and that's a big part of recruiting and then after that you send in your applications online and you wait for people to get back to you for an interview fingers crossed but right now what I'm recruiting for is for an internship for next summer or next winter. And hopefully, um, you know, that will give me enough experience to be able to apply for a full-time position in the following year. So recruiting is a series of talking to people. That's all it is. There's nothing more you can do to prepare for recruiting than um, effectively speaking to a professional, an adult, and it's not an easy thing to do at all.
like I know you guys probably talk to adults all the time, but talking to a professional that you want to be working for, uh, it, there, you have to build some strategy and some skill for that. And for advice, I recommend talking to Tchaikovsky or even Alexa. If you, you guys know Alexa, she's really good at it. But, you know, you have to be comfortable with that. And I've been doing a lot of that for the past two weeks. So that's how I've been. That's how it's been going. Uh, my social battery is uh, running out. <laughs> but yes. Oh, wow. That's. Sounds a bit um a bit intimidating, not gonna lie. <laughs> it well, you know, I'm not even going to sugarcoat. It is definitely intimidating, but it's so exciting. Like it's nothing to be it's not intimidating to the point where you need to be scared about it. You should kinda like you'll feel intimidated no matter if I tell you not to be intimidated, that's not gonna help. Because you guys are, you know, it's obviously intimidating when you're, you know, thinking about, like, talking to big companies. But the best thing that you can do is, like, to practice it on on your own time so that by the time you are face-to-face with a professional, you're like, Psh, done this thousands of times. If you even talk to your friends and be like, like, okay, can you interview me? Like, just pretend I'm interviewing for your company. And just doing that helps me so so much just like how to um strategize what to say to a recruiter but it, it's intimidating but you know it's so fun because you're not doing it by yourself you're there with like maybe hundreds not hundreds well like sometimes it's hundreds but lots of other students and so I never feel like I'm alone um because you're in a, it's it's all virtual recruiting but you're in a room with so many other people that feel the same way as you do so it's so comforting and you're never like for I don't know how it will be when you guys transfer but for me it's virtual and so it's a little bit different um it's I would say it's probably less intimidating doing it virtually just because you're in breakout rooms and there's other people there it's not like you're by yourself but um it has its pros and cons but even though it's intimidating there's nothing you can do to kind of get around that pressure but what helps is like knowing that it's normal and all of the all of the recruiters and the associates that you speak to will tell you like they've been so nice and they've always said like guys I know that this is a they understand how stressful it is right now for us and they're really understanding so um they're not like mean recruiter people mean corporate sharks that you're talking to they're like actual human beings and they get it if you're a little bit timid so no worries. Like you guys will be fine. It's something we'll, it's called a, it's, I feel like I'm learning how to be an adult. So it's kind of fun. Yeah. I would say that that's, yeah, you have to talk a lot. And I, I would say that practicing with your friends would really help. Like just like practicing it by like talking a lot more. I think like you will do better in it. Like, um, interview with that rather than just like without practicing yes absolutely I'm sure that I'm being consistent in attending the events that these companies are sending out and being consistent with staying active with the UCI career events that are happening because they, um, 
recruiters actually notice how, how often you're attending their events. And so it's just a little tip is that you have to be proactive. And even if you might not feel like joining that event at that time, just your presence there makes a huge difference. And so um, I've been, like I said, you know, attending all the events that have been hosted and asking as many questions as I can. And I've been trying my best to schedule coffee chats with, or co basically what I mean by coffee chats is um, just one-on-one -on -one time to talk to recruiters outside of the, of the professional events that they plan. So what I'll do is I'll email someone, whether it's an associate at a company or whether it's the actual campus recruiter, and I'll, I'll say, hi, I had a pleasure meeting you, and I would love to get to know you more and about the company. Like, let's schedule a time to call. And so I've been doing a lot of those, um, and that's how I kind of get my foot in the door. So these recruiters know my name by the time the interviews come around. And I've also been... Um, I've been bouncing, like collaborating with my peers, like I'm gonna, like Alexa, I call her all the time and we're always talking about what the process that we're going through. We give each other tips. I talk to my peers about the recruiting process and we all help each other out with like learning about the companies, learning how to navigate an interview. And that's kind of how I prepare for consulting and auditing. Um, and I'm also, you should have a little bit of a background knowledge for the careers you want to go into. Obviously you're not going to know, I'm not going to know how to do consulting or auditing right off the bat. But, um, when I'm asking questions about these positions, I want to make sure that I'm asking questions about their work life, their work life balance. What does a day to day look like? Because, you know, that's, essentially what I'm going to be doing in the future if I decide to go with them. That's kind of how I'm preparing. I'm just building up a lot of knowledge that they're, you know, um, just uh, unique knowledge that I can't find on the internet anywhere. So I'm getting people's real perspectives on their careers and the careers that I'm looking for. So I'm asking real consultants and real auditors what their work is like and how they got involved. And that's the best way to repair is getting that expertise from the people that are in the position that I want to be in. And you can do that for any career. It doesn't have to be consulting or auditing. It can be if you want to go be a lawyer, if you want to be a pharmacist or own a flower shop, find the people that are in those positions and talk to them because that's how you're going to learn the most. And that's how I prepare. So, yeah. Great answer. Yeah. Thank, thanks so much for the advice. I, I'm sure a lot of students will find it really helpful. And um, yeah. So what like um, advice do you have for community college students who are looking for internships and how can they differentiate themselves? Um, so for community college students, the, most effective way to find internships right now, it, I mean, what I did was send out so many, um, or apply for so many things and kind of try to talk to as many people as, uh, as many people as um, I could or whoever would respond to me. But honestly, like 
I found a lot of great opportunities through my professors that were teaching classes related to what I was interested in. Uh, because more likely than not, your professors are going to have some professional experience in whatever you're looking at. And if you ask your professors about, or, or even counselors about their recommendations or if they know any recruiters um, that they can refer you to, I think that's the best way. You have to use, as community college students, I mean, it's hard for people to, or hard to get people to look at your application, right? Because we do lack that four-year university, but what we do have are a lot of great people in our community and people that we know and connections at IVC that can help us, you know, get those internships. So I actually talked to my professor and he sent me so many opportunities that um, I wouldn't have found on LinkedIn or anything. So, you know, if you guys aren't having any luck on LinkedIn or on uh, whatever, or on Indeed or things like that, I would recommend talking to, you know, the people at school, like your professors or your counselors and asking them if they can connect you to anyone because um, that's the best way. That's what I found to be most effective. And to make yourself more competitive as a community college student, it's not, it's not a negative thing to go to community college. It's actually a great thing. Um, it's, you, as community college students, we have a lot more maturity and um, adversity tucked in our belts. And you can spin that community college story to play to your advantage. And this can be said for every community college student, but we know how to um, plan ahead for the future, right? Every one of us has to plan ahead take the courses that we need to to get into the universities that we want. We know how to use our connections well, and we know how to network with people more because we we're kind of forced to, because, you know, we're not, we don't have the advanced resources that four universities have. So we make them for ourselves. And so there's a lot of um, unique skills that we develop as community college students that make us more, as competitive or even more competitive than people at four-year universities. So don't discredit yourselves. We um, we work the extra mile and we take the extra step to kind of get get noticed in in the application process. And um, all of those like us joining organizations, us leading like virtual meetings and planning events and, you know, optimizing the virtual setting, all of those attributes can be put onto your applications and your resumes. Being a leader in a, in a really horrible pandemic is something to that should be spoken highly of. I mean, I feel like at IVC specifically, everyone has been so active and really um, involved in the community despite not being on campus and that you can use um, when you're applying and finding internships so that's how you guys can that's how we do already have a competitive advantage but we need to just make sure we're communicating it well and so all of those things make us really great so when you're doing your applications process and interviews rather than saying um are using community college in a negative way, use it in a positive way. You should be like, I deserve 
this role because I am a community college student, not um, I, even though I'm a community college student, I can do it. No, you, you are a community college student, meaning you can do it and you are eligible because you know how to work harder than so many other students who are already in these four universities. And you have the skills that a lot of people take their whole four years to develop. So use that. <laughs> Great advice. I love, I love that answer. Um, it has like never came across to me, but that's great insight. Also, a few questions about your current life at UCI. So, um, yeah, what were the main resources you took advantage at UCI as a transfer student, and what you what would you recommend to prospective transfer students like who will be transferring to UCI? Um, so for if you're transferring to UCI, I, I'm in the honors program and that gives me priority registration, which is really helpful because classes fill up immediately. And in order for me to be on track with my graduation time and things I want to accomplish by a certain deadline, it's really important that I'm in the classes I need to be in. So if you have the opportunity um, to look into the honors program at UCI, I would do it. Also, another benefit is that they created uh, in one of the, the libraries at UCI, at the science library, if any of you are familiar, on the fifth floor, they have an entire floor dedicated to honors students. And it's this beautiful renovated lounge that's high tech and really cozy just for honor students. And it's so awesome. It's a great resource that helps you study so much. So I recommend looking into that. Um, also, another great kind of opportunity that I'm getting started on is research because um, the UCs are huge research institutions and that's their main role actually. And by doing research, that's like the best way to make some kind of impact while you're finishing up your undergraduate degree. And you get to learn so much about anything you're interested in. And it's really fun. So I'm getting involved in research. And, um, you know, I'm going to the introductory seminars and things like that, which you guys will all have the chance to take advantage of. And then lastly... Um, getting involved with, um, campus organizations is some, is, it's a resource. There's hundreds of organizations and, um, it doesn't matter what it is, whether it's a knitting club or ASUCI or, um, I don't know, even a sorority or fraternity, the connections you can make from your club and the friends you can make, that's a resource in itself. So those are the three things that have really shaped the beginning of my um, experience at UCI so far. I've literally been here for two weeks, so I'm still learning. Maybe I'll in a, ask me in a month and I'll have so much more to say. <laughs> uh, I'll definitely follow up you in a month. Um, so, but yeah, those are great experiences. Um, but you like you gave a lot of like great advice and just wondering what, what research are you doing? So um, I I haven't even I mean I haven't selected what there's I could talk to 
any it doesn't have to be related to my major i can do research in anything if it wanted to um research with psychology or help with research in business or um chemistry like you there are so many projects you can get involved in and you don't have to play a huge role you can literally play the role of recording data and i think i'm leaning towards um this humanities research project and i don't know if i can disclose it right now because i don't know enough about it but um basically how it works is whatever fields you're interested in doing research for you email a professor or a faculty in that that's teaching in that field and you're like you just say hi what research are you doing how can i help and that's as easy as it is and you get to help out on a really cool project and so yeah i haven't real I, there's a few topics that i'm looking at but i haven't chosen because they're all really interesting so it's overwhelming because there's so many options but yeah great um yeah basically just like cold emailing professors <laughs> oh. yes oh my gosh there's so many computer science opportunities at UCI and they have like the best resources for computer science uh it's really great all all of the computer science majors they're such a cool unit like i aspire to be like them they're so hard working and they have so much going on all the time and they they just like do the coolest things on campus like all of their organizations I think when I was doing at the club fair for coding and computer science, there was all these like really unique clubs, like the hacking club. And there's so many, there's like hundreds of people involved and it, it looks so fun. I'm excited for you, Maya. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. That sounds really cool. Um, they sound like you're completely next level. Um, so yeah. My my next question is: What are some of the challenges or like transitions that uh, challenges you face while transitioning from like a community college to like UCI as a transfer student, like and how you adapted to those changes? Um, so at first, when I went to the initial meetings for the organizations that I wanted to join, and specifically, I wanted to, I was looking at a couple business fraternities. And a challenge I faced was that I felt really insecure about being a transfer student because everyone there is at this meeting. They were all first years. And um, because all of, you know, by the third year, usually people are already integrated into their organization. So I felt like, oh, my gosh, I'm so old. I'm coming in so late. But there is no reason to feel that way. And I, I asked um, all of the the executive board members of the organization, like, how often do you guys accept transfer students? Like, or is it all first year students? And they said, there is nothing to worry about. We welcome people, even in their fourth year, that just decide to join our organization. Like, we're not, like, no organization on campus is limited to only first years. And that made me feel so much better because I know it, it, it's like I you kind of feel like in a certain niche, isolated group as a transfer student. But what's great is that, you know, all of the students are so 
were so accepting and they didn't even it didn't even matter like what year I was I could have been a fifth year and they'll be like we would welcome you anyway so um that was a challenge I overcame but by being open and asking questions about transfer opportunities or transfer student opportunities you know that's kind of what helped me overcome that challenge another challenge was figuring out how to balance my schedule um because UCI has operates on a quarter system and so you know I had to figure out a way not a way not to overload myself and a way to space out my classes so that I had enough time for recruiting for extracurriculars but most importantly to focus on my academics and um that's a challenge that you know everyone's going to tackle differently because you know you know what you can handle and what you can't handle but my recommendation is to not put too much on your plate when you're going into the quarter system because it goes by extremely quickly. And um, if you fall behind, like, well, there's really no room to fall behind. You always have to stay on pace. So make sure you ease into it. It's a, t it's a process. The quarter system is something that everyone can handle, but you have to press on the gas slowly and then, you know, really get into it. So don't rush into a bunch of things right away you want to let yourself acclimate to the new environment into the quarter system you know, to make sure that you can you're scoring the highest you can and being involved at the same time definitely do you like recommend to take best courses like during your first semester at university do i recommend what taking like lesser courses or like less intense courses um well Actually, what I kind of did was I did what the advisors recommended. So when you get into the school and, you know, you're working and it's uh, time for enrollment, the advisors will send you guys a recommended list of classes you should take and how many in your first quarter. And, you know, I'm going to listen to them. And but I would recommend taking no more than four classes four is pushing it because that's like 16 units already and you have to keep in mind that most classes have a supplemental class or a discussion and we you have that at ivc too like there's some classes that have a lab attached to it which is the same amount of work and that's the same thing at uci so when let's say you enroll in three lab sciences three lab lectures or three, like, it's one's chem, one's ochem, and one's whatever, something else. You technically have six classes that you have to attend because each one has a discussion or a supplemental class. So I recommend going light your first quarter, and then once you feel like you're comfortable, add more. But you don't want to, because when you're transferring, more, you're not transferring with a GPA yet. So you don't want to start off with a bad GPA. So you want to make sure you're only taking on what you can handle and doing a little less than maybe that you even think that you can handle. Because I thought I could handle five. <laughs> no, that's not the case. So, um, and I would talk to advisors about that too. And they're really helpful and they're really honest. They'll be like, no, you cannot handle... 20 units in your first quarter so just make sure that you're not being too too ambitious but yeah 
All right, thank you. Um, yeah, so just um a bit about what 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 are some of the current like clubs and organizations that you are part of at UCF? Um, so right now, well, I'm rushing for um or I'm in the process of rushing for one of the business routes. And um, so I don't know if I'm in that yet or not. That's pending. Another one I'm involved in is women in leadership. And uh, also, uh, since I'm in the honors program, they have um, kind of, they have honors council meetings that I've been attending and they've been really fun. And um, I've been lucky enough to be able to uh, attend a lot of Paul Mirage events as well. So there's a few different groups that I'm kind of, I haven't selected exactly what I want to join, and that's totally fine because there's so many. I, I'm basically doing a free trial for all of them that I'm interested in. But those are the ones that I'm interested in. Like Women in Leadership is really exciting. ASUCI is another big one. Um, if you're interested in student government, the ASUCI team is incredible. I think I would want to be a part of that too. And... Um, being a part of the research team with the or the research groups with the honors program is something I'm anticipating as well. So that's kind of what I'm thinking that I will be involved in for sure coming up soon. Great, that sounds so exciting. Um, yeah, so my um, other question is that what are like some of the um, advice you have for like stress and time management? um by like yeah just like so in a new environment. for stress and time management um what works for me is writing that into my schedule so in my google calendar it has all my assignments all of my meetings that i have to go to but it also has dedicated time slots to where i am not online i'm not looking at any of the work that I need to be doing, that's not me procrastinating. That's me like letting myself have time to breathe. And you have to like me putting it into my schedule makes it a priority for me because I've set aside time for myself. And that's helped so much with stress and um, because it can be overwhelming and you feel like you need to go, go, go all the time. But if you're not taking care of your body, you're not going to be able to perform at your at your tippy top and you're not going to be able to deliver your best performance. So um, that's really helped with my stress is, you know, telling my like self that I scheduled three hours off on Friday and I'm going to take those three hours off to sleep or eat or do anything. <laughs> um, so like small things like that, like making it incorporating it into your schedule helped me a lot. And then also, um, taking like small little boba runs or going to like the store just for a quick five minutes to kind of just breathe, get some fresh air. That's really helped me with my stress and vent, not venting my stress onto other people, but um, kind of like letting my peers know, like my friends kind of um, letting them know when I am stressed and um, just kind of having a support system to talk to has really helped as well because we're all in the same boat and we're probably all stressing about the same thing. So it's so comforting to hear when other people like are 
experience not that it's a good thing that they're experiencing it but you know it's just nice to know that you're not alone and that's helped with my stress as far as time management i recently described or discovered the pomodoro the Pomodoro study technique. And this is, it's a study technique where you're timed like, so you have 25 minutes to work and then you rest for five minutes or you you kind of get, go on your phone for five minutes and then you're back to working for 25 minutes. And it's timed and it's constant. But that's helped me with time management so much because um, my studying gets done a lot quicker than I anticipated. I'm not taking like hour long breaks staring at my phone. Um, working for 25 minutes and then taking a five minute break is a perfect amount of time for me to focus and then unfocus and then focus back again. And it's not like I'm staring at a book for like an hour or more than that. So it's, I think everyone should try it. There's like Pomodoro websites or timers online. And it sounds really like silly and kind of intense but it's so like it helps so much because i'll get everything i need to get done in a few hours where i would have taken eight hours or a whole day and so I re i'm finding that i have a lot more time when i'm using my study time a lot more wisely yeah great yeah i've heard of that but never personally tried that so i'm trying that <laughs> now maybe tomorrow oh my gosh try it it's life-changing life -changing. Life -changing. yeah all right um yeah thank you for your time as um so we've been talking for more than an hour um but i just thought um we could like wrap this up so any other t t tips or advice um that you would like to share that we haven't like covered um oh i think we covered everything but i just want to, the last thing I want to say to everyone is um, you are exactly where you're meant to be right now. And I know that it's like not easy to believe that. And you, you know, when I was in community college, I always felt like I was behind. I was like late or like I should be doing this because everyone else is doing it. But everyone has their own timeline. And looking back, I wish I never stressed about that because um, you know, you are where you are meant to be. Everything that's happening and everything you're working on is perfect. It's good for your schedule. And if you have room to grow, grow. But, and if you don't, don't pressure yourself. Cause like you, like I said, you perform the best when you have a positive mindset and you have a happy mind and a happy body. So just don't compare yourself to other people. Um, it's a lot easier said than done, but I used to do it all the time. And looking back, I wish I never did because, you know, we're all unique and we don't need to all be doing the same thing on the same timeline. You know, we're all different and we all do things differently. So that's all I would say. But I love this podcast. It was so fun. I can't wait to come back soon. <laughs>